0: Welcome to a special edition of Inside the Hashes Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Roberts, and today I am joined by Abilene Christian quarterback, Luke Anthony. Going into his redshirt junior season, Luke is coming off a season where he accounted for 3,019 yards, 23 touchdowns, and a 65.9% completion rate. And he also added in three more scores on the ground. I'm excited to be joined by Luke today as we dive into his career so far, his invitation to the Manning camp this year, past success for him, and the future outlook into the 2019 season and beyond. All right, Luke, I wanted to start you out coming back out of high school now. You know, I know Abilene Christian obviously is in close proximity to your hometown, but besides for staying close to home, why was Abilene the best decision for you at the time, and what were some other schools that you had high interest in? High school, so uh, the
1: options uh, ended up not being as great as I wanted to, and I didn't have as many options as I thought I would. So I had a bunch of preferred opportunities at the bigger schools like TCU, SBO, mm-hmm. um, some schools like that, Cal Berkeley, uh, Stanford. Mm-hmm. But I ended up um, getting a full ride to in like Christian. Both my parents went there. Um, you know, there was a new stadium, new Nike deal. Was officially D one, so it was just kind of a program that seemed to be on the rise, and obviously I had connections
0: there, so it ended up being a good spot for me. And then, I mean, besides for you said your parents both went there, how how happy was your family in general that you were staying close to home? And I'm sure they get out to probably all your home games and everything. So how happy was your family that you were able to stay so close to home? They were actually great in the process, not not being um, you
1: know really overbearing with the whole going to school, where they went to school, they didn't really force me to go there at all. Um, they were super thrilled, obviously, when I decided
0: that mm-hmm. I was going to stay only two and a half hours away and get to come to every game. Right. Uh, obviously, it's their alma mater, so uh, it's been really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask, because now, you know, you mentioned Team on the Rise, and you guys this past season had a 6-5 and record a winning year after... 2-9 uh, and nine record the year before, so obviously you guys had a big jump in success this year. What do you think the difference was from 2017 to 2018? Why were you guys able to experience so much more success, and wh- what are you guys kind of building towards now, going into th- 2019? Yeah, so I came in with a different staff than who we currently have, and
1: so 2017 was our first year, and they were just trying to establish their culture. And, uh, obviously, like, implement their system for our guys. Um, so, it was a lot of, you know, there were some rough patches. Obviously, 2-9 isn't where you want to be. But, you know, we were close. We saw signs of progress. Even though we were 2-9, there were a ton of games that we played. top guys in the conference really well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, in that year, I was the backup. So, uh, that was my redshirt freshman year. And then this uh, this last year, when we were 6-5, I think we just saw another jump. Another stride that you know we were much more cohesive. We understood what the culture was. Uh, we understood our system a lot better. And then obviously, guys just played hard. Teams understood what we needed to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we, we pulled away with some of those games that in 2017 we didn't. And but we also still have room for improvement, obviously, as we lost our conference games by like three points, three points, six points, and nine points. So you know, we're right we're right on the edge of where we want to be. So mm-hmm. you know, we're hoping year three with this new staff. Um, it's really the year where we take off and bring home a conference
0: championship. Yeah, and I know, like like you mentioned, a couple close ones that, you know, you swing those games a couple ways. You guys are looking at eight, nine wins, whatever it might be, and probably a playoff berth, you know, conference championship. You guys are right in the, the thick of it, like you were kind of saying. But a couple nice wins uh, this past season. I mean, you guys beat Sam Houston State. You took down nickel State, who had a really successful year. What, what was it like kind of just going up against teams that are, are you know, very successful on the year-to-year basis and coming out with the victories, how fulfilling does it feel? But how how much more important is it for building your program? Um, I think it's huge just, you know, from a recognition standpoint, just like across the conference uh, for our team and obviously for, like, recurring purposes showing
1: that we're making progress year-by-year. Uh, it was also just huge for our morale, obviously, because um, the Nichols game was, we were coming off a three-game losing streak um, in games that we lost. I mean, literally, we lost by three points, nine points, and then three points again. So they were all really close games against tough opponents. So, you know, it would have been easy for us to, you know, keep, keep going and having our heads down. And, um, you know, we just persevered, and it was homecoming. And, you know, Nichols obviously ended up winning the conference. So that was a huge win for us. Um, And I think it just kind of, you know, solidified that we're doing the right stuff. Um, You know, and if we just keep keep grinding and keep at it, like, you know, we can be at the top of the conference this year.
0: It was definitely. And, I mean, you obviously were a huge reason for that. Offensively, you guys averaged. Over 30 points per game. You, yourself, over 3,000 yards, 23 touchdowns, 65.9% completion percentage. So, you know, very efficient passer. And you led an offense that was very explosive and had some great games. How was that offense able to have so much success? And how much better do you think offensively you guys can be in the 2019 season? Um, I, think, you know, I think with our offense really a run for our system and you know just kind
1: of play action path you know, what we thrive on off of that mm-hmm. so um and our coaches are you know we change the game plan weekly so you know if we're playing a team do we feel like up front or overpowering that still we'll change the system to where it ends up being more of like an RPO based scheme you know of stuff like that I think obviously like their coach, the coach's scheme has been great just week by week helping us be successful against other defenses but also um you know, we have a two-headed tag with our running backs. Uh, We've given a and in a kid, named Billy McCur- a kid named Tracy James, who we both the two of the top three running backs in the conference, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously that helps me out. Our line's did a great job communicating all year. You know, we got some good targets um, out wide. But now, you know, we have, we have a kid transferring in from the highest receiver and a kid transferring from Kansas State to receiver. Uh, we got a center from Towson, so um, I think we're just going to keep our roster keeps getting better and better. I think,
0: you know, with our coaches' scheme and their changing of the system weekly, uh, our ability to execute and learn quickly. I think the scouts love it for next season. And individually for you. What what do you think makes you such a successful football player? And for the listeners who may not have seen you play yet, like what do you think separates you on the field? And just describe your playing style a little bit.
1: Um, I think you know I've never been like the biggest guy or the strongest guy or the fastest guy. Or anything like that. I think uh, my commitment to being good is really what's kind of got me to this point. Um, I've always been a pretty naturally accurate quarterback, um, and then just honing in on the mechanics of it. And, Obviously, the X's and O's of the game for, you know, I've been playing quarterback since I was some years old. So, I think it's just been a long time coming and a lot of, a lot of happen for the quarterbacking in particular. So, I've kind of had to master the art of throwing the ball. And uh, obviously, I'm growing it day by day on understanding defenses and not offense schemes. Um, and really, I think that's what's made me end up being well. And I think, you know, obviously, the people around me and the coaches around me have helped a ton as well.
0: Um, So, you know, I'm hoping these last two years I can really thrive even more so than I did this past year. And as you've developed, uh, continue to develop your game and, you know, continue to work on those aspects of the game, are there some players past, present, while you were growing up that you really modeled your game after? Yeah, I'd say I try to really, you know, not be
1: the biggest guy. I'm about near 6'2", 210 pounds, so guys who... I've obviously grown up looking up to with Breeze and uh, Aaron Rodgers, not neither of them being the biggest guys, but both of them finding a way to get it done. I think Breeze's pocket awareness is um, second to none, really. And then I think Aaron Rodgers' ability to really throw from different platforms and, um, you know, just extend plays. Mm-hmm. It's been something that I've always kind of looked up to and tried to mimic
0: a little bit. So, yeah, those are my two guys, really. Mm-hmm. And this offseason this off specifically, what are some things that you've been working on most in your game to take it to the next level? Um, I think really just understanding the whole entire
1: picture of our offense rather than just, you know, the routes and the concepts and where we're trying to attack certain defenses. You know, it's more understanding the protections and um, obviously, you know, making audibles and understanding why we're calling what we're calling. Um, and then obviously, mechanically, as well, that's, that's something that you really can't, it doesn't, you know, you're off of it for a week and lose it. So, I'm actually out in California right now working with 3D um, QBs. the guys who train, Breeze and Brady and Matt Ryan. Just kind of honing in on some mechanic stuff. Wanted to have to use my lower body to get some, some more on my ball and a little more velocity on those intermediate to deep throws. So, uh, it's really
0: just been my mechanics and understanding our exceeding. hmm and I know when people kind of look at the quarterback play, a lot of things that people talk about are pre snap reads. When you go up to the line in your offense, what are what are you looking at before, you know, the cadence starts or anything? Are you looking at the defensive line first? Are you looking to kind of understand what the safeties are playing so you can understand what coverage they might be rolling to? Like what are your indicators before you get into your cadence at the line of scrimmage? Yeah. I work from the top down, so
1: I look at the rooftops when I Just kind of the safeties, the whole secondary, the whole picture of that, you know, five soft, you know, soft corners, you know, but to the sideline, squatting, you know, they're probably going to be um 4 or 2, um, and then obviously the leverage of the safeties as well as the linebackers, so if I have a safety stack over a linebacker, you know, that's a possible hot alert that the back going to blitz, and they're going to roll to one high, mm-hmm. stuff like that, really, to leverage more so than anything, so I'm working top-down. The safeties, honestly, kind of give you the picture, sure. so that's kind of where I start, and then, obviously, the splits up front will kind of help determine what stunts and twists are coming up front, but that's stuff that the O-line um, usually does a pretty good job communicating, so mm-hmm. I'm more focused on the first level two and three, so...
0: Have you seen, um, I mean, I know obviously um, this kind, that kind of stuff happens the more experience you get and the more maturation process, but h- how much ability do you have right now to change things at the line of scrimmage, whether that be, I mean, I know you said your offensive line does a lot of the stuff, but change uh, pass protection or change plays, I mean, in, in a whole. Like how, how much freedom do you have to change things before the play? I'm still, we're still kind of opening it up a little bit. We've kind of implemented more like
1: RPO stuff since I've been the starter, some more RPO stuff and some more tags and alerts. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, I'm, if there's a single receiver, all of a sudden, times where I'll be able to audible, just changing the route or, you know, changing the protection to where it would be a throw instead of a pass. If we you know we like something. If I have a corner play 10 yards off, we just take a hitch to the boundary, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we do, we do a lot of check plays. So there's a lot of, uh, Coach Doral, our head coach, really kind of he has two plays called in one, so he can kind of decide which one he likes best. So usually he's the one calling the shots, but I've
0: gotten more freedom, and I think it will only continue to grow as I develop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just kind of want to ask, you know, now um, obviously this is very dependent on what the play call is and what potential check you have. But when you're eyeing up the safeties and you're trying to diagnose what they might be rolling to or what covers they're just staying in, is there a coverage specifically that you look at and you just kind of lick your chops at and you're just like, okay, I love this, you know, whether it's a cover two or a, a man-free? I mean, obviously, honestly, I like man press. I like a lot because I feel like our guys can, I think our guys can off the line and honestly, and it's just,
1: you
0: know who's going to win? Who's going to out-route the guy? Who's going to outspeed the guy? So, mm-hmm. really, press probably where I'm taking you know the shots to be had. Right, I got gotcha. you. And um, I wanted to ask you because I know you you had that in, you got the invite uh, to serve as a counselor for this year's Manning Passing Academy, and that's obviously a huge event. And there's obviously limited spots, and it's a it's a I mean it's a big honor to be invited to that. How did you find out about that potential invite, and how excited were you when you got the official invite for it? Uh, I got a
1: call from Archie Manning about a month before school wanted so wow. probably at the end of April. Okay. And uh, so I was, I was just kind of sitting in my living room I saw I got a call from a New Orleans number, and I was kind of like, uh, who could this be? My answer pretty much just told me that you know, there's only going to be 35 of us, counselors,
0: and, yeah.
1: you know, we're going to have some downtime with Peyton, and Eli, and Archie. And, um, you know, obviously, if we're going to be working the camp, that's really the number one priority.
0: But, mm-hmm. you know, being honored with the invite and having time to spend with those guys will be awesome. Yeah. And what, how surreal is it, the fact that, I mean, Peyton, Archie, I mean, the Manning family is arguably the top family in sports history. I mean, it is, I mean, it says for itself. So, how, what's it going to be like for you to be around those guys for a couple of days and just kind of soak in some of the knowledge that they have to bring to the game?
1: Well, it'll be awesome. I think uh, there's little segments in there where I think we get to meet with them and just kind of you know pick their brands a little bit. So, uh, I'm obviously going to try to prepare a couple questions mm-hmm. where I you know, stuff that I feel like could help benefit me and all well the other college quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously just the drill work and stuff. We get two throwing sessions for the three A camp. Um, the college counselors do, and obviously we can get
0: some constructive feedback just off. You know, obviously it's just shirts and shorts throwing, but they kind of can see some flaws in all of us that I think they could try to correct, and it would be really beneficial for us going forward. Last question for you here for you, Luke. Um, now that you have your eyes set to the 2019 season, I know it's going to be like a snap of the finger, and it's going to be here. What are some goals that you want to accomplish? What's going to make 2019 a successful season for you individually and for the team?
1: First and foremost, we're really putting ourselves uh, in position to win the conference championship. And that will ultimately lead to going to the playoffs, which hasn't been done since we've been in Division One. So that's our goal, first and foremost. Um, and I think all of us you know, working hard throughout the summer, being a tight unit, will, I think that will really lead to it. I feel like our culture is really built. So I think if we just keep honing in and developing the culture, that stuff will take care of itself. Um, and then individually, uh, I think last year I threw for 3,100 or so, or something near there. I would like to try to throw for about 4,000 this year. Uh, 35 plus touchdowns individually is kind of what my goal is. And I would like to cut the interceptions to five or less. To kinda, it's kind of like that's a reasonable number, that's attainable, and um, you know, that's, that's my goal. I like think year two
0: is a starter, nothing's unrealistic. Nothing's so I'm mm-hmm. thinking. Awesome. All right, well, Luke, again, man, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it, and I'll be rooting for you guys this year to take the conference and hopefully make the playoffs, man. Appreciate you. With that, this will end my interview with Abilene Christian star quarterback Luke Anthony. I'd like to thank Luke again so much for taking the time to speak with me today and all the listeners for tuning in. Please join me and the rest of the crew on the next edition of Inside the Hashes.